listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's truly local radio, broadcasting directly from the world's longest freshwater beach. The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. This is Victor Miller of Beach Business Speaks, where I am vocal for local business. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m., then at your leisure on podcast to get in the know of what Wasaga Beach has to offer. This is not your average talk show, and that I still apologize, only on Beach Booster Radio, your truly local radio. This is Victor Miller. Joining me today is Jim Shaw from George and Moore's Property Maintenance. Welcome, Jim. Thank you very much. It's great to be back in again. And uh, your new studio is fantastic. Yeah, it's cool, eh? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. New digs, new digs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been about a year since you were in last. Correct. And since then, you've also got the um, landscaping design company also. Yes, yes. I had uh, expanded upon the um, uh, property maintenance and, and physical contracting of uh, landscaping and have focused uh, a little bit more on the design aspect. And so that is really coming along very nicely. Uh, I've managed to uh, get three projects in over the winter time on, on uh, that level and looking forward to taking on many, many more. Yeah, you're already on Gangbusters, eh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about the landscaping design after, okay, okay, later on. So we got two areas going on with the show, folks, so stay tuned. Uh, Jim's going to be with me for the whole half hour. We're going to go for a break in between and come back about the landscaping design. First off, we're going to talk about the Georgian Mowers property maintenance. Jim's Phone number is 705-331-6941. You can see it on the website at georgianmowers.com. That's www.georgianmowers.com. Go on and take a look at some of his work. You're going to be really surprised, okay? He comes highly, highly recommended. Okay, first off, Jim, you've got a, a questionnaire sheet that you supply your clients with at the beginning when you approach them yes i gotta tell you there's some unusual questions on here i gotta i gotta like what what the what the heck um you got this question what family and friends may visit whose business is it of yours what's that all about that that has to do with uh when when you're You're stalking no uh when you're actually designing an area of a property uh a question like that would be suitable because um in your design if you had uh, a family member or friend who was uh say in a wheelchair then um you would want to make a particular area accessible so you would you would make a design around that um if you have uh, grandchildren visiting your property and, and you know there's going to be an area in your backyard that they may be doing a fair amount of playing in. Um, you wouldn't want to, uh, even though it's a beautiful looking bush, uh, you wouldn't want to plant a red thornberry bush in that area right, because right. a child might fall into it. Or a rose bush. Well, yes, or yeah, even that. Yeah. So, and, and, and children have a habit of uh, touching things, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I know. Oh, pretty it, flower. It, Ooh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So I, I know it sounds like an off question, yeah. but okay. I always ask that just because there, there are these other considerations you, you should take into account. Okay, you got another questionnaire on the questionnaire. Um, is there a particular style of garden required? Why do you have that question? Yeah, it has more to do with angles, I guess, um, starting with whether you want, say, an English formal style garden or maybe an, a more relaxed informal style of angle. Uh, would you want your landscaping or gardens to be more circular? to be rectangular, to be uh, more square-oriented. Um, all of that uh, kind of coincides with the size and shape of your property as well. Um, the style of the house, you certainly don't want landscaping that contradicts the style of the house either. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so another... Yeah, like if your home's like a Victorian style compared to a contemporary style, yeah. those are two different kind of gardens you uh, want. Right? Absolutely. Generally, it is. Yeah, yes. yeah. And, and if you start mixing and maxing, uh, mixing up too much, um, it, it can look fairly awkward. The, the, the curb appeal would be gone. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I, I get you. Another question you've got for the questionnaire is... Are there any materials that you particularly like or dislike? I personally, just to give the example out, can't stand red brick. But that's just a personal thing. Okay. So in any of my own landscaping... So I'm with anybody with red brick, don't call Jim. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay, sorry to interrupt. But, but I love armor stone. Uh, I love yeah, own sound limestone, you know. Um, so that question is in there because uh, quite quite often, uh, and it kind of also relates to, do people prefer decking versus a patio, you know, the, the usage of wood over the uses of stone and what kind of pavers mm. they might actually have an interest in. So that's why that's in there. Which gives you different lines. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. You also have another question. Do you have any preferences for planting? Well, everyone's got a favorite plant. Right. Uh, when, I, when it comes to trees, I like weeping trees because they're more ornamental mm -hmm. and, and they can make more of a statement. Um, uh, I, I like, you know, blue spruce because of their coloring. And those are deer hardy, aren't they? Yes. Because the cedars, the deer love the cedars yes, in this they area. they certainly do, yeah. And, and uh, as far as that goes, um, I would always sort of opt for a, um, say, a blue star juniper or a skyrocket juniper tree over planting cedars. Mm -hmm. um, they're very similar looking, but because the junipers are a bitter foliage, a bitter needle where the cedars are actually quite sweet, deer don't touch them. So, yeah, go juniper over cedar. So you save people money, too. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Because um, if you're coming from the city, a lot of people don't realize this, right? Yep. Let's face that. You've got budgets. Um, you, yes. you checked off on the questionnaire sheet that you gave me. <laughs> Anticipated budget. Okay, talk about that. Well, money is always very difficult to bring up or to talk about, but right from any oh, yeah. initial client interview... You've got to, uh, I've got to have an understanding as to what budget we're working with. Yeah. Because there's no point in designing or trying to implement stuff uh, that just is not feasible and or affordable. So even though it can be a difficult question to ask or to, to get an appropriate answer mm -hmm. from, mm -hmm. I absolutely bring it but up. But you need to know I to do the to best know. job. Yeah. I need to know what, what is the budget we're working with because, yeah, you just, you absolutely need to know that. And that's always wanted up front by the customers too. Like, what's this? going to cost me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you can and then you can show them no what surprise. you can do within that budget, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah. Okay. 
Microclimate. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck is that all about? It's on the questionnaire. Yeah, yeah. Um, microclimate is a is a, a specific area of a property that may have a, a, literally a different climate or a different soil type than other areas. Um, an example would mean uh, obviously temperatures uh, south facing property would be a degree or two warmer than north facing. So that could influence the type of planting you want to do in each of those areas. Um, soil types after soil testing. Um, your, your soil underneath a bunch of um, uh, coniferous trees, pines and, and uh, spruces would definitely be a more acidic soil than, uh, um, you know, uh, where there, where there is no none of that, um, other other soils on your property would be uh, more alkaline, you know. So that okay. could also influence. So that's a microclimate. It's just a specific area of your property that would be different than another area. Okay, you do an awful lot. We don't have enough time to talk about everything you do. Oh damn! Yeah, it's always that way. Okay, it's always that way. But uh, people need to know you do mowing, of course. Yeah. Regular maintenance, landscaping, property design, soil testing, gardening, mulch. Mulching, planting, power washing, waste removal, eaves cleaning. Well, I'm surprised you do eaves cleaning. You got time to do that. Mowing, topsoiling, seeding, sodding, weeding, fertilizing, dethatching, hedging, grub control. Speaking of grub control, those That'd grub runs. Nice. Those, gr- yeah. <laughs> those grub runs. Yeah, well, we got these um, runs mole. in our lawn. Mole, mole runs. Mole runs. Mole runs. Yeah. How do we get rid of that? It's it's not always easy. Um, buy a cat. I mean, that's always helpful. <laughs> um, the the best way really is to take away its food source. Okay. And for the most part, a mole's food source would be grubs. And so, uh, taking away the grubs with spraying of nematodes twice a year, spring and fall, is probably the most effective way of number one, getting rid of the grubs, which eat the root system of your grass and can kill that off. But you're also taking away the food source for the moles. And the real problem with moles is that it's never a small problem. Moles uh, are very, very territorial. And uh, long story short, mom and dad mole get together and... uh, yeah, show's only half an hour. (laughs) Mom and dad mole get together, do what they have to do. She has little ones. As soon as that happens, dad kicks her out because he likes to be in his own territory. Oh. Once those moles reach six weeks of age, mom now kicks all of them out. And then they find their own area. So on any one property... Well, they just keep moving along. Right. Oh, exactly. So on any one property, you'll never have just one area that's affected by moles because each one has its own area. They're very uh, antisocial rodents. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like (laughs) it. So the nematodes doing that spring and fall will stop this. Yes. Yeah. That'll kill the grub source. Right. And that is their main food source. And helps keep a better lawn. Yep. Okay, quickly, we're going to have to go to a break very, very soon when I come back to talk about the uh, landscaping design. Grass seeds, fertilizing, um, Mm -hmm. do I grass seed first before I fertilize or vice versa and how much in between? Uh, Definitely fertilize first 
and wait at least a week. Also, um, in Wasaga Beach, because our uh, it's sand, right? Yeah. We've got so much of that. Use, if you can, a slow-release fertilizer, because if you don't, uh, it will just get absorbed and run off into the sand a lot faster than you might actually want it to. Um, but definitely fertilize first, because if you were to seed first and then fertilize, there's a real chance that the nitrogen in the fertilizer could actually burn the uh, the the grass seed okay so that should always come afterwards okay thanks for that folks we got a lot coming at you this this guy's the expert Uh, he's been in the beach for so many years now and uh, he really does some very beautiful properties around town if you've admired some of these properties trust me that's jim's work okay again we're going to be right back after this commercial break again jim's phone number 705-331-6941 go on his website www.georgianmowers.com We'll be right back after the commercial break with Jim Shaw and we're going to talk about landscaping design. Is your new or existing business looking for recognition in Wasaga Beach? Beach Booster Group is your one-stop shop for all things local, all things promotional. Beach Booster will succeed in creating a complete local promotional package that can include high-profile outdoor, print, and radio promotion of your business and services. Beach Booster's community events offer additional opportunity for visible participation of your company in the Wasaga Beach area. Beach Booster Promotions also specializes in all types of promotional products and apparel to help you create your local and professional profile. Contact us at info at beachbooster.com or call 705-241-9762. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Okay, we're back with Jim Shaw from Georgian Moore's Property Maintenance. But now we're talking to Mr. Shaw from Shaw Landscaping and Design, his other company. Still same phone number, 705-331-6941. Okay, Jim, about your landscaping design, where are you from on this? Your train? Uh, Ashworth College is where I got my diploma, and um, it was a very intense uh, program um, 16 exams in total <laughs> any number of assignments um, but uh, truly an amazing uh, program and uh, what I what I enjoyed most about it was how creative I realized I actually was. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> and his head just swelled. <laughs> I'll never get out of the studio. No, it's only a single door. Uh, okay, first off, now when you approach the client, you got client interviews. Yes. Okay, explain that. Yeah. Well, we, we had talked about that a little bit earlier on. Um, uh, the, the total volume of questions probably exceeds 40, 45, maybe even 50 questions. Um, I, I need to know as much as I possibly can about what the client's uh, desires, wishes, needs are. Their lifestyle. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. So I, I go through all of that because uh, I, I need to be able to envision what I can do for them. For their living space. Uh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So 
So uh, the whole process starts out with the client interview. Um, and once I've got what I need there, then um, we would typically then go back and do a uh, site inventory, okay. which is just a recording of everything that is already on the property, um, including, you know, where your downspout is even located. And, oh. just, and just not what's on the property, but also the views from the property. What is the view from the front window of the house through to a garden onto the back or front street and what, is, what even what the traffic flow is is all you know like um, mm-hmm. because sound and, and smell are also very important when it comes into uh, creating landscape design um, you know are there uh, any electrical boxes on the property that you have to incorporate um, your present guarding beds uh, your, your foliage your trees um, everything you know, fountains as, yeah, exactly yeah. so the, the site inventory and it, it takes a, a full day two people actually to go out and to get all of those uh, accurate measurements and the way that we measure everything up is um, by using uh, baseline measurements um, which is basically your property line as well as the mainframe of the house secondary to that we would use linear measurements which is anything that is within about a 10 foot area of the property lines and your baseline measurements and then something that's way off in the distance or whatever to accurately get where that is we use what is called triangular measurements what is the distance to that object from the right corner of your house and the left corner of your house so when you're doing triangular measurements you know exactly where something is so it's geometrically appealing yeah so i can and so that i can actually draw it up property you know is this when you discuss the budget too yeah, okay. during the interview, yeah. So obviously, there's, there's no charge for, for doing the interview, you know. Right. And then I come back and I do the uh, site in. So it's a free consultation? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Then you do a site map. Yes, yeah. So after the inventory um, 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 uh, is done uh, of the site, then I uh, take that information and uh, the first drawing is called the site map. And I basically just draw up what it is uh, I've measured out and took notes in and, and just roughly by hand drew up when I was there. Also, Took, take hordes of pictures. I mean, you can never have mm-hmm. enough pictures of the properties yeah. to, yeah. to, you know, memory, Getting the different memory recall. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I do up what they already have. That's called the site map. And then once I've got that, I go back to the client interview uh, sheets or um, forms and uh, I say, okay, they mentioned this. They like this. They were thinking about maybe doing this. So I'll take all of those ideas and then uh, on top of the site map, uh, another piece of tracing paper and I write down and start creating what is called a concept map and uh, from that concept map when that's done then I go back to the client and uh, the client will take a look at it and say oh that really worked out well or let's change this or oh that doesn't look as nice as I thought it was going to or whatever so there'll always be changes at that stage in the game but once we made those changes then your next map that <laughs> gets drawn up back to the drawing table back to the drawing table okay <laughs> that, that drafting table gets yeah. used yeah. plenty um, then uh, after that then we come up with a preliminary 
MAPA because we've made our changes. We now know exactly what we want to do. So I do up a preliminary MAPA and then once that's done up um, and none of these maps uh, the client keeps are they're all mine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But after the preliminary map is done up, I get the final okay and then do a final map or the, the final master plan. plan master plan yeah and so they get to see everything that's going to happen at every stage in the game yeah and uh, obviously it's a copy of that master plan that the clients then keep for themselves and so i've got my own copy and and then the real work begins yeah <laughs> but they've got a good picture of what's going to happen they know exactly what's going to happen when where how why what uh, yeah. okay now say i'm facing south or facing north and i want a particular type of tree Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you suggest into this? Um, uh, again, uh, back to the uh, the interview. Um, uh, what do you like? Where should we put it? Um, if you're south southwest facing, it's really hot. There presently isn't a whole lot of coverage or canopy there. Probably better to have a broad leaf tree, a oh. deciduous tree, uh, a maple, an oak, uh, you know, something along those lines. Um, because of the foliage, because of the canopy, it'll provide shading in those really hot areas. Um, on the other hand, uh, north facing, um, uh, strong winds in the winter here in Wasag, uh, north facing, mm-hmm. um, uh, as a wind barrier, yeah, you, you wouldn't want to have an ornamental or a broad leaf tree planted in the north you'd want to have a coniferous tree like a spruce or a pine that keeps its foliage year so like this say i was thinking like a sorry to interrupt like a japanese um, maple yep would that be okay in north or so it uh, it it would certainly be okay in in north but it might serve more of a purpose uh, being located somewhere else and, okay. and again it just depends on the design of your property you know the line you know, the your property lines okay. as to where you would place stuff Okay, and um, you would suggest different kinds of bushes, like gold... Golden leaf, yeah, juniper, blah blah yeah. blah. Oh, I love those. Yeah, okay. I, I, I love that kind of shrubbery, and uh, it adds color. They're they're good for hedging as well. You know, um, boxwood is excellent for hedging if people don't want like a, a full, easy maintenance garden sort of stuff. You might uh, get more into shrubbery and trees and hedging than you would actually flower beds. Um, uh, and like I was mentioning, boxwood is very very popular for for a, uh, a hedging. Um, uh, numerous, you know, the, the totally options are endless. Okay, now back to what the other stuff you do. I was shocked when you told me you don't believe in aerating. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't believe in aerating in Wasaga Beach, and okay. it has solely to do with the fact that we're in sand. People don't waste your money. The only pe- the only reason why you should ever aerate is because your soil, which would have to be primarily clay based, is so compacted that no oxygen can get into the ground or for proper water drainage. You'll never have to worry about that, Masaga Beach. We're on sand, and even in areas where you've got a bit of clay mixture, uh, that would be more of a loam style of uh, soil that you've got, a mixture of clay okay. and sand, and uh, that's actually 
actually the best type of soil to, to have, you know, is, is a loam. But even loam it really never needs to be compacted um, uh, unless you're like, you know, bouncing up and down in one spot of your property, compacting, you know, that one area or it's a heavily walk. <laughs> like there's just no point. It serves no purpose whatsoever. So personal opinion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And length of grass. What's the proper length of grass for this area? Usually three inches because it is sand soil, you know, and water drainages a little faster, you know, uh, nutrients can get away a little faster, whatever. You really want to have a solid root source to your grass. And the taller your grass is, then the stronger the roots are. Okay. Uh, cutting, cutting your grass any less than three inches, although I've got clients that just for aesthetics want it to be two and a half and that's their choice that's fine but the, the vast majority is a three and a half and i've even got some that are three and a half or a three three and a half and four so uh, yeah and as the, uh, so the summer months get the hotter grass, yeah and the less watering yeah oh absolutely okay yeah yeah deeper so root system can yeah absolutely and um uh, during the uh really hot i mean last year what an it's ex- brutal it was brutal yeah. that's a good word for it um and the only properties that did well during that time period were properties that actually kept their grass at a decent three three and a half four inch height gotcha you know so they, they got burnt they came back Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, of the or, or, or just didn't burn off in the first place. Right on. Because of the root system. Yeah. Have I missed anything? Uh, no, no. I, I we're, we're good to go if okay if we're done. Okay. Yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> okay. We gotta go here. Sorry, it goes fast. Sorry, right. it really does go it fast. It does indeed. Yeah. Thank you, Jim, for coming in. Most welcome. Thank you. For it's always me. a pleasure seeing you again. Thank you. Thank all you. Right. And all your expertise. Okay. Folks, give Jim Shaw a call at Georgian Moore's Property Maintenance and Landscaping Design. At 705-331-6941. Go on his website at www.georgianmowers.com. That's www.georgianmowers.com. Give him a call. You got some problems. You got some ideas. It's a free consultation, people. He's your man. He's your man. Here we go. (laughs) Okay, until next time, everyone. Shop local. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio, written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.